You're listening to the Be Healthy Naturally podcast, episode number 46. Hey, we are Dr. Shane and Liz Watt. We are doing this podcast because we are trying to bring knowledge and education to create a new way of thinking about our health. Knowledge is the key to a happy, healthy life, and our goal is to help you live your best life. So join us and let's learn together. Welcome Ben King out to the podcast today. He's a certified medical Qigong practitioner and a founder of Blue Petal Foundation, Utah's premier school of medical Qigong. Hopefully I say that right. Ben has spent 14 years in the performing arts and 10 years in the personal training and development. After experiencing the transformational power of Qigong, he established his nonprofit to help others enjoy deep healing and self transformation. So Ben, we want to welcome you out today and you have been able to be part of our conference, um, the last two live ones. And, um, there's a lot of people that have really enjoyed taking those classes. So can you kind of tell us, is that, do you say it Qigong? Is that how you say it? Uh, well, I, I don't say it the, the way a Chinese person would say it. Um, but that's, yeah, it's Qigong, Qigong, really is, qigong. is how it's pronounced, Qigong. So okay. Americanized is Qigong? <laughs> qigong, yeah. <laughs> you might be having to say it the whole time for us. So can you kind of tell us what it is and also like... Kind of your pathway your, to doing it. Yeah, how did you get there? Because it says, you know, that you had Other experiences... Things. And this is where you found relief. So can you kind of go through that for us? I just got done teaching a class where this is pretty much what I talked about. Um, here's, here's how it's understood in, uh, in a predominant way in the Western world. Qigong is a way of moving the body and... Um, exercising the breath and guiding the mind so that one can experience optimal well-being and unlock the internal healing powers of the body. So that's how it initially begins for anybody who, be, who starts the practice and makes it a lifestyle um, and that's how it started for me a couple of years ago in 2016, I was introduced to this practice and, um, I took a intellectual approach to it because I liked talking about the ideas associated with Qigong. I thought it was fascinating, this concept of Qi life force and I, but I, I didn't really know what it was. I didn't know, um, if it was anything other than just some indescribable force that I actually interacted with on a daily basis without cognitively recognizing it. 
Um, it wasn't until a year later that I immersed in training with a doctor um, that I started tapping into what the essence of Qigong is. And that is what made sense to me of why this has been around for thousands of years. Why this can be something that finds its way into Western medical clinics, integrative um, uh, clinics uh, here in the United States. And um, when it started having a transformative effect in me and in my life. So, so that's... So that's give me a little background, if you would. What you kind of did some other things like you had another profession and all that kind of stuff. What was it you did? And then what was the thing that transformed you into now? Cause I think this is all you do now, or do you still do all that other stuff? No, this is all I do. This is all I focus on. Funny enough. I started in the performing arts and, um, like as an actor, as a director, as, as what kind of, what as an actor, that? as okay. an actor. So that's what I studied in, um, at Brigham Young university was learning how to go on to become a professional actor. So the training also involves singing and dancing, but using the body, using every aspect of the being. And, and um, so that's what I say. That was my first mind-body training was learning to be a performing artist. You're invoking the power of mind, the power of emotion, the power of body, the power of voice, all of it. You learn how to bring your whole being into the performing art. And so I had 14 years of that training and experience and being in the, in the professional world to you know some degree or another. Um, then I went into, when I decided I didn't want to really make that my career, um, I went into training. I used what I learned about motivation and intrinsic motivation and, and then developed it into workshop training. And I presented it to businesses. I worked with entrepreneurs. I presented it on campuses um, to work with students who had undeclared undecided majors so that they could you know, develop a course of life. And um, I, then I just spent a number of years just working with uh, professionals, hundreds and hundreds throughout the state of Utah. And um, so I've always been geared toward, well, for the past decade, I've been geared toward um, helping people make breakthroughs, tapping into an inner power that becomes their drive for who they are and why they do what they do and experiencing success. Um, it became holistic for me, I'd say about six years ago, when I was introduced to a concept, okay, a theoretical philosoph uh, philosophical concept about equilibrium. Um, and, and that is what initially drew me to Qigong. About equilibrium, did you say? Equilibrium. How is that a philosophical? Because my understanding of equilibrium is just how your body knows where it is in space, right? That's kind of a 
I mean, I'm a chiropractor. That's kind of what you deal with, right? Equilibrium. So when you say philosophical thing of equilibrium, what do you mean by that? So just take that and expand it on to a larger scale of understanding all of nature, all of society, all of the world in a state of equilibrium. And um, that is what I began teaching people. I was teaching people principles of, you know, if, if things were in balance, the world would be totally different. We would have greater universal happiness. There would be a different kind of prosperity that would exist in the world. And, but it relies on individuals tapping into their core nature and virtue, the power of virtue. And um, performing the right kind of cultivation activities. I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to teach people in a way that it became a lifestyle for them until I learned Qigong. So anyway, I, I, I take all that time to explain how I didn't come into this in order to experience healing and to help others in healing. That, that, that was not my launching uh, pad. Which is kind of the biggest driver for most of the people we talk to, actually. Right. And for people who come to me and who take my classes and take my training, they come because they want to experience healing. Well, what I, what I teach them and what is rooted in this Eastern philosophy of Taoism and Buddhism, which is what I've, I've learned to incorporate, uh, is because whatever approach you come at it, we're all looking for an equilibrium. We're all looking for a way of coming back to wholeness and fullness and reconnecting. What I do in my, in my foundation is to demonstrate that pattern of what that looks like, not only in body, mind, spirit, but what that looks like in family, what that looks like in community, and what that looks like in society, because they're the same principles. So Blue Petal Foundation kind of has become a, a personal healing and wholeness and transformation organization with a social mission. And that is to help um, uh, build a community that makes an impact in society because of the way that we embody the change that we wish to see in the world. And so it's, it's learning what that pattern is. It's learning what those principles are and incorporating it. But in the process, we go through healing. We go through transformation. And uh, Qigong is a powerful tool for uh, integrating harmony once again to um, this, <laughs> our, our own internal world. And... Um, so is it like a kind of form of like where you do movements with breath work and mindfulness and is it is it and meditation is that kind of like like yeah basically if, if I came into a class and I've never seen it before what would I see I mean I could I wouldn't see what you're explaining right I would <laughs> see something what you would see is beautiful graceful movement that's not too strenuous this isn't yoga which is why the elderly really are drawn to this and why in China still millions of people go out in the parks early in the morning and they practice Qigong or they practice Tai Chi. Um, and they're synchronizing the movement of the body with breath. 
and with their mind. So when I was in chiropractic school, we would have, there was always a group of people that, like at lunchtime that would always go out and do Tai Chi. And you'd just see them doing these movements and stuff like that. And I didn't really know what it was, you know, I just saw them doing movements. But like if I came to a class of yours, that's what I would see. The, the whole mind, understanding the mind-body connection, that's probably a process of after you kind of start the class, you start understanding why and what for and how, right? Exactly. So I talk to a lot of people who say that they they know Qigong or they've seen Qigong because of what they visually are seeing. And that is just the very superficial experience of what Qigong actually is. And so they'll watch YouTube videos and they'll follow the movements and they like how they feel, but um, to deepen into this art that is very ancient and esoteric in nature, it requires understanding the energetics. It requires understanding what the chi is and how chi is not um, something that exists independent of our consciousness. So it, and this is why ancient theories of Chinese energy medicine line up with modern day quantum physics very well. If you're going to study energy, you have to take into account the influence of consciousness upon energy. That your mind and your thoughts are what influence the life force, the chi. So, if all I did was just teach you qigong movement, you're only learning one small piece of the magic of why this has been around for thousands of years and why it becomes a powerful healing system. But if you were to go deeper into it, which is um, you, you do under a teacher, um, and start going through the process and unlocking all of the internal blocks that exist, not only in the body, but in the mind, the subconscious mind, you are tapping in to some very deep resources um, that are inherent and innate in all of us. And then you start experiencing what is called the awakening. Okay? It's, um, it's awakening to, I don't know how to say this. Um, a lot of people start awakening um, greater perceptivity. Okay? Extra sensory ability. And it changes the way that you understand the nature of all things, all of reality. Well, I know that when, you know, I got into meditation a lot. And that's kind of, you know, that's a part of what you do with incorporating with your, I guess I say, Americanized Qigong. That's how I say that. <laughs> but when, um, I know when I got into meditation, it was, you know, you could just, somebody could just lay there and have thoughts come in and thoughts come out but once you start to direct those thoughts in a certain way it is it's like you have that awareness around you that your life perception starts to change and you start seeing things in a different way and that's kind of like the awakening that you're kind of talking about that you start seeing and experiencing life in a different way. It's not like life doesn't keep on going on and different and the same things are happening around you but you're interpreting 
interpreting what's happening a lot different and that's kind of like what you're you know you're expressing right now of what that awakening kind of is that's exactly it there is something that I heard um, Stephen Covey would say he, I don't think he came up with with the original saying but none of us see the world as it is we see the world as we are and so um, as we go through that process of awakening and transformation, we are um, going through what I call the unbinding of consciousness, the energetic unwinding. And that changes, it fundamentally changes our perception of ourselves, of our relationship with ourselves, our relationship with God, our relationship with the divine, our relationship with others, family members, but also our relationship with the world because of how we've been perceiving it. And um, that, that's just something that I myself am very mindful of. I'm mindful of the state of our society. I'm mindful of the state of the world. I'm mindful of the holistic experience of the world and how there's um, areas and pockets of great spiritual decay and the way that it affects the um, the physical nature of it. And, it, and, and, and it's the same thing at the individual level. So what they say in Taoism is man is a microcosm of the greater macrocosm. And if we are, if we are not um, cultivating a spiritual practice, then um, it's only a matter of time before the, the body is injured in some way. Um, now let me explain that just a little bit further of uh, what I mean by that. So spirit, when I say spirit, I'm talking about, the, uh, I'm talking about that aspect of us that experiences thought, that experiences belief, okay? The Chinese call this level Shen. This is the heart mind, the spirit. And um, it's, it's where all um, disease first begins forming. It's in the beliefs, okay? And then from Shen to the energy level or the emotional level. And then to Jing, which is the physical level. So, um, there's a saying that if the, if the mind is agitated, the heart, or if the spirit is agitated, the heart will be disturbed. And if the heart is disturbed, the body will be injured. But if the spirit is at peace, then the heart will be in harmony. If the heart is in harmony, the body will be whole. So if, if we're doing a class, you're, there, there's a teacher that's in front, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of thinking this in my head because I've never done one. So you're guiding people through movement. Is every movement meant to be something? Like, is it always the same? Like, is a, is the half hour or hour class, I don't know how long they do it for, is that always the same? Do you take them through the same movement patterns each time? Or is it just, is it, how does that work? Is it, and then like, I mean, just like, you know, because I know people like draw away, you know, and bring in and different things like that. Does all that movement mean certain things? Yes, and each class is dependent on each teacher. Every teacher of Qigong is going to be influenced 
um, every class of Qigong is going to be influenced by the teacher and what the teacher brings to it. The teacher's wow. background, the teacher's intention. Um, I've studied Qigong under different doctors, and even though they taught the same exercise, it was totally different because of what they emphasize about it. So I had I trained under a doctor of medical Qigong who was also a martial artist. And then I trained with a doctor of Qigong who was an acupuncturist. He emphasized more of the physical and more of the martial and and the expression of power with energy. And, and my other teacher came more from a spirit, more of a feminine um, and yin nature. And, and they're teaching the same exercise and, and totally different experience. But a general rule of thumb as it comes to Qigong, yes, you're learning how the movement of, of the body interacts with qi because of the influence of, of mind. So the imagination leads the mind, the mind leads the qi, the qi leads the blood. If I'm, doing, if I'm dealing with some kind of deficiency in my body, say I have low blood pressure, um, hypotension, then I want to use Qigong to go through healing. I will imagine breathing in, I will emphasize the inhalation and hands moving up, hands moving toward, and I'm going to connect with a color. I'm going to imagine that I'm breathing in a divine color of red because that is the red uh, has a vibrational quality to it that corresponds to the heart organ. And so this is just one basic example of how I can use Qigong and how it has been used to help restore equilibrium in the body or restore flow, restore balance for health and wellness. And if I'm dealing with some kind of excessive state, uh, inflammation, or um, a disease, and the energy is very high as a result of suppressing emotions, and that became a established pattern of doing that, then I'm going to emphasize movement out, away from the body, and I'm going to emphasize the exhale with the sound. And, and that's because I'm using vibration. Vibration is a form of energy in the body. And I'm going to use the vibrations. Do you imagine the color as well with that? Like you said before, you imagine the color coming in. Do you imagine another color going out? No, I'm going to use, I'm going to emphasize the exhale with the sound vibration because vibration can be used for disrupting um, stagnation or um, um, in fact, there have been studies done that show how um, a cancer cell uh, was exposed to the vibration of a musical scale. Um, I don't know what instrument it was, but it was just using vibration, moving up through the scale, and by the time it hit a whole octave, that HeLa cancer cell was totally disrupted. And, and that's what sound therapy is. Right. But you're creating that because that's another sensory type thing. Uh-huh. You can use your own vibration, which is very powerful um, because you're adding intention to it. 
And that's one of the differences between just playing an instrument for sound healing, like a gong or a singing bowl, which are other Eastern practices. But if you play that instrument, or if you make the vibration yourself, but you bring intention into it and consciousness into it, now all of a sudden there's power involved of influence. So you you created um, the Blue Petal Foundation. It's a nonprofit organization, right? Correct. So what is what is it that you do within your foundation? So I teach what is called the way of all life. The way of all life is not only a philosophy, it becomes a, it, it is something that you embody. It is that experience where um, you feel your optimal self. Um, and I'm not explain this very well. The way of all life is how we're cultivating wholeness and fullness within ourself, wholeness and fullness within our family, wholeness and fullness in the community and in society. What that pattern looks like. What the principles inherent of that are. And, but it begins in each individual heart. It has to begin within us. Uh, just as Gandhi said, you must be the change that you wish to see in the world. So if you think about, again, what I was saying earlier about everything exists in a state. If that state is in harmony, if there's a balance and it's a holistic balance, then everything natural flourishes and you can enjoy the natural fruits of life, including happiness, fullness, harmony, peace, prosperity. And that is inspiring when you think about that on a societal level. Because right now we don't have that. We have a lot of polarization. We have a lot of the opposite. We have discrepancies. We have um, a lot of dangers uh, that threaten this balance, this equilibrium of liberty, of freedom, things like this. Well, if you just imagine society as an individual, you can see how that individual is very sick. There's a lot of imbalances. There's a lot of stagnations. There's a lot of excessiveness. There's a lot of deficiencies. And there's all these other attempts that are combating on, on taking control and how to fix it when what it's causing is a polarization. The same thing happens at the individual level. We wrestle within ourselves. We wrestle between heart and mind and the way that we conduct our life, trying to find this natural way of being where we have constant inspiration flow through us. We have constant renewal of energy, of life force. We're all seeking that state. It's a state of meaningful connection. It's a state of purpose. It's a state of um, calmness where I don't have to exert effort. I don't have to exert control. I don't have to force things. It's like I'm being carried by this natural current. And so this is what the Taoists call the Tao, the way. And um, I was just talking about... I'm going to step out for a second.
had to grab this book. So when I was in coaching and life training, I was talking about motivation and, and self-determination. This is a book that uh, is the result of a study that a lot of research papers have referenced. It's called Flow, the, Psycho- the Psychology of Optimal Experience. And this is a, this is a scientific approach to understanding Tao Te Ching, Taoism. Um, of just describing this state of wholeness and fullness when the individual is in that state of equilibrium and balance. The blood flows, the lymph flows, the energy flows. And emotionally, I'm full, I'm content, I'm balanced, I'm in a state of harmony and wellness, and it's easy to choose happiness. It's just easier to choose that. I'm enjoying the natural fruit of life. Kind of like that, the anxiety that comes to you in your life of, of it, that the anxiety and the depression, and I kind of feel like that when you start to look at life differently, and you start experiencing the breath, and you start feeling like you're being full, like all the stuff you're saying, I think that that's what kind of pushes that away, because it's not a trigger anymore in your life. When you start to to fill your body with what it needs, with that, with um, optimism and breath, and just being aware and things like that, it, it really lowers that sensation of being triggered in so many different ways in our life. Yes, and I would take it further, Liz, and I would say with Qigong, you're looking for the triggers. You're looking for what is in there that is causing all of the disruptions of that state of flow, of balance. If I'm in a situation where I feel good, I'm happy, I'm content, but then I walk into a scenario and I'm reminded of something from my past, whether it's somebody who resonates with somebody that I that either abused me or controlled me and was the cause of one of the biggest traumas of my life, all of a sudden, I'm in that disrupted state. I might go into fight or flight and sympathetic nervous system because this is resonating. Well, that is something going on on the subconscious level. That's a memory being looped back. So then you ask yourself, like, why, 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 why am I... You just keep on asking yourself those of, why is this triggering me? And why... And realizing you still have to work through something... So then you get to a state where it's not triggering you anymore. You got it. So you're you're describing the process of taking responsibility and going and investigating. And this is why some people go to therapy because they need to talk to somebody in order to figure out what's going on in the shadow self of me because it's obvi- it's obviously not obvious to me, but I don't want to be triggered anymore or don't want to be disrupted. So with Qigong, we would say we are addressing we're taking an energetic approach with the movement of the body and the breath work and the consciousness training to address the energetics of what's going on because that is not only affecting, um, it's not only springing from the subconscious mind, it's affecting everything else. It's affecting the physiology, it's affecting the breath, it's affecting my emotional state. And we look at those opportunities as an opportunity Something has just come up and we're going to go to work on it because 
through that, we have something very valuable to discover and very valuable to learn. And it's not, it's not about, I'm going to live my, the rest of my life trying to avoid those situations and try to avoid those people um, because now I'm on a constant state of alert and I'm constantly uh, seeking now to protect myself. And that just, that's not fullness and wholeness. That's survival. Um, part of healing and part of transformation is looking for those triggers, looking for what I, I use the analogy of brushing through your long hair. I have six daughters, and every time I pull them out of the bathtub, I'm brushing through their hair. And the point of brushing is to get that smoothness and that flow. When we come to a tangle, I don't say, oh, we'll, we'll just avoid that spot. We're going to comb over here. Yeah, because that part hurts. I don't like that. That's uncomfortable. We're looking for that part. And we're going to work through it. We're going to go through the unbinding of consciousness. We're going to work at unbinding the body. We're going to unbind the breath. Because all of those experience that in that snag. And that's life. That is what affects the quality of our life. And we have societal tangles. And, and so what my purpose is, is to demonstrate the pattern and empower the process of bringing flow of cultivating equilibrium on all levels of life, wherever the human family experiences reality. So a lot of what natural health is, is realizing that we do have a lot of these answers within us. And that's what I love about this, is it's teaching your body to be able to find the answers that are within us. So Ben, how can people get a hold of you or reach out to you if they want to further their education with you. And one other thing, is there like a group of uh, Qigong instructors? Like is there, a, you know, like if someone doesn't live close to you, because you're, you're in Provo, is that right? I have my studio and clinic here in Alpine. Alpine, in okay. So if someone's, let's say, not around your area and needs to find, how would they go about, is there like an organization or not necessarily? Um, well... People usually find me because they Google it online, and so you can do that. But the places that I would look for this, the National Qigong Association is one place, and I do believe that they have a directory. You can look it up by state of who's in my area, who's who's teaching. But not all Qigong teachers are with the National, the NQA. Um, I look the the lineage of the training that I've received. Um, because there's different, there's different kind of Qigong teachers out there. And again, some are just teaching Qigong like they're teaching Tai Chi, like they're teaching what happened to yoga, Americanized. Back in the 1970s, when yoga was first introduced to this country, it was still very much rooted to some of the esoteric nature. And so they taught yoga with the philosophy of, uh, you know, yoga and... Um, that is what really empowered that exercise and how it was experienced anciently. But now it's become modernized and Americanized and it just feels like, okay, I do yoga now for fitness and health. When that's not at all, it, it was much more than that originally. So uh, Dr. Jerry Allen Johnson, um, who was the founder of the International Institute of Medical Qigong, based in California. That's that's where I hail my training from. And he studied in China in the 90s. 
and has 40 years experience of being a doctor of medical Qigong and he brings the spiritual influence into it as well. He brings the martial influence to it as well. So you have more of the holistic, well-rounded, comprehensive. So if you're looking for a practitioner, that's what you want to kind of look at is one that's more well-rounded rather than probably the mainstream. It depends on if that's what you want, if that's what you're looking for. Some people are totally content with YouTube videos and, and all the power to them, and it's great. I, I hope that through this interview and whoever's listening, uh, that they just have their mind expanded and realize that there's, there's much more. This, this has the power of transformation. And I, what I mentioned was only just a small little sliver of insight into it. So you actually have a building, you have a place where people come to, they actually do classes. Do you do classes like from seven in the morning till eight at night? How many instructors do you have? How does that work? So right now I'm, I'm the only instructor and I do live stream my classes for those who uh, jump on. and So they can be outside the area. Oh yeah. I have, I have a student up in Canada. I have um, students, other students out, out of state and they join um, and watch. It's an hour and a half class. We spend some time doing Qigong and we spend other times talking about the, the principles of the way of all life and practical ways of applying it in, in, in everyday life. So how would they go about getting hold of you? Because we need to wrap up here in a little bit. So how do they go about getting hold of you? Is it better to go to your website, make a phone call, email, how would it work? BluePetalFoundation.org they can go to bluepetalfoundation.org. They can look into the membership. This is a membership-based nonprofit organization. And um, it's very simple to just get involved in uh, the classes and start learning. Okay. Now, let's just be clear. It's blue petal, like a, like a flower petal kind of thing, blue petal. Exactly, based on the blue lotus flower. All right, Ben. Well, thank you so much for being on today and being able to, you know, this is something that we've never taken a class before, understood that much. And maybe someday I'll be able to actually say the right word, how to say it. But <laughs> but thanks for taking your time and, and sharing with our audience all of um, different ways of Well, it's just a whole different, a whole different thought process, you know, and it's a... And it's, you know, some people gravitate to that, some people might not, but it still opens up doors for people to look for other options and just learning how, how other things in natural health can affect their bodies. So thank you, Ben. Thank you so much. It was great and a pleasure to be on your show, Shane and Liz. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. The more knowledge you have, the more you will be empowered to make the changes in your life. And because of this, your life will be elevated. Your health journey is between you and your doctor. This podcast is not meant to diagnose or treat any conditions. However, if your current health care provider is not meeting your health care goals, it is time to take control of your health. If you know anyone who can benefit from our podcast, please like, leave a review, and don't forget to share it with your family and friends. Together, let's take back our health.